This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, uh, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Ruchem to Daf HaShvuah. Tonight we have this chutz to begin Masechta Yevamais. I actually have a very good uh, feeling about Masechta Yevamais. I, I was like to learn it in 11th grade. I was about 16 years old and when I was 23 in Yeshiva there's a 7 year cycle. And then when I was 30... I think I was learning uh, Yaradeya then, but Yevamas uh, Bar Hashem is Gersta de Yankusa. So I have very warm feelings toward Masech Yevamas. So let's just begin just with a, a few words of Hakdama. Obviously, we're familiar with the basic concept of Yivam, where the Torah says that if um, if you have two brothers and one of them dies without children, the living brother has a mother, has a mitzvah to marry the wife of the deceased. Now, uh, as we mentioned yesterday from the Sefer Masar Keach, it's quite puzzling that Seder Nashim begins with the subject of Yibam. After all, it would, it would seem to be more logical to begin with Kedushin. After all, you cannot have any Ishos without Kedushin. It should first begin with uh, Kedushin, maybe then Gitin, uh, probably Kedushin, and then Ksubis, because that's the uh, required for marriage. And then, then Yivamos. Yivamos is a very obscure scenario. How often does it happen that there's a brother who dies without any children? <clears throat> um, but nevertheless, the Masur Kach says that the, uh, the redactor of the Mishnah was Rabbi Yudha Hanasi, and he came from the Malchus Beis uh, David. And interestingly, in the history of the Malchus Beis David, the Malchus Beis David was based on a number of uh, different uh, acts of Yibam, namely Yehuda and Tamar, and Rus and Boyaz. So since Yibam is sort of the foundation of the Malchus based David, so in order to be Mechabed Malchus based David, Rebbe began Seder Noshim with Yivamais. We also happen to mention today that Rus did Yibam, there's a steer in the Megillah, who was Rus married to? Was she married to Machlon or was she married to Kilyon? In the beginning of the Megillah, it's indicated that Rus was married to Kilyon. At the end of the Megillah, it says she's Eishas Machloin. So the the Chassam Soifer quotes the Chida that she actually had been married to both of them and she had performed Yibam. So we see that Yibam is something that was really within the foundation of Malchus Beis David. In fact, uh, Yehuda, Yehuda's introduction to us is he's uh, he's asking his son Oinon to perform Yibam to Eishas Er. And therefore, the Master Kaf says it's called Yivamais, Lashen Nekeva, to be Mechabed, the two great Yivamais that built Klal Yisrael, namely Tamar and Rus. In fact, the Master Kaf says the word Yivamais, Yud stands for Yehuda, Bez stands for Boyaz. The Tuf is the Tuf of Tamar and the Tuf of Rus. The Mem is the Mem of Tamar, the Vav is the Vav of Rus. So that's uh, quite interesting. So let's uh, begin with the following idea. The, uh, the Mishnah, sort of right off the bat, expects you to know what the laws of Yibam are. Namely that, and uh, there's an expression that a woman falls to Yibam, meaning if a brother dies without children, that woman is now what we call Zokuk. She has a bond. She is tied to the Yavam. She is tied to the living brother. However, if she happens to be related to that uh, living brother, so then uh, he's not going to be able to marry her, because even though there's a mitzvah asay to for him to be miyabim her, 
it will not push away any other erva that she may have. Now, what's interesting is, is that if the brother died with children, then this woman is forbidden to the living brother because she's Eishas Achiv. Eishas Achiv is a kares. And yet if, if he dies without children, now the mitzvah of Yibam pushes away the Isser of kares. And there's a shaila: Is the Isser Hudcha? Is the Asay of Yibam pushing away the Isser of Eishasach? Is the Asay of Yibam, Or do we say, B'makoim Yibam, the Isser is Hutra? That's a shaila that perhaps we will get to. But in any event, when, and, and that's why in Masech we have the sugya of Asei Doi Because we have to deal with the Asei of Yibam potentially pushing away the Isser Kares of Eishas Achiv. But we're going to learn now, there are 15 possible Arayos that could be encountered in the process of Yibam. Now it's interesting. When you read the Torah, the Torah speaks about 21 possible Arayos. However, not all of them are applicable in the scenario of Yibam. And that's very simple, because in order to have Yibam, you have to have, you have two brothers. So if, let's say, Ruvain is married to a woman, that woman somehow has to be not an erva to Ruvain, but an erva to the living brother, Shimon. So that's only possible in 15 out of the 21 scenarios. What we're going to do is we're going to break this up, and tonight we're going to learn the first... 13, and uh, perhaps see a Tysus while we're at it. So the Mishnah begins, There are 14, there are 15 women that exempt their Tsara. Now Tysus is bothered that really it should have said there are 15 Arayos, because in the Seifa of the Mishnah, it speaks, it refers to these women as Arayos. The, for example, in the Mishnah Daf Yud Gimel, it says, Sheish Arayos Chamurois Me'elo. So why does it say 15 women? It should say 15 Arayos. Toysu says, because since the Gemara will discuss what this number is coming to exclude, it's coming to exclude a tsara of a soita, a tsara of an islandess. And if it would say Arayos, I would have thought it's coming to exclude other Arayos. But a soita is not an erva, an islandess is not an erva. So let's off the bat, let's explain what this is referring to. What does it mean that these 15 women potter their tsara? We know that so um, a person could be married to more than one wife. So let's say Ruvain, for instance, married Shimon's daughter. Ruvain and Shimon were full-fledged brothers. And Ruvain married Shimon's daughter. Now, Midine Torah. I believe the Gemara Nivama says later on, maybe Daf Samach Gimel, that there's uh, even a mitzvah to marry your niece. It's considered recommended to marry your your niece. So Daf Samach There's a there's a mitzvah to to marry your niece. It's considered a good practice to marry your brother's daughter. Okay, we don't do it anymore. Actually, um, I am aware of an instance in the from community recently where somebody married their niece. It's generally recommended, but I am aware of a situation. Actually, the son of a big Rosh Hashiva married his niece. And Rav Chaim Knievsky was involved in that particular uh, situation. But let's say Ruvain married Shimon's daughter. And Ruvain, unfortunately, uh, 
uh, well, before that, Ruvain married Shimon's daughter, and Ruvain also married another woman. Let's call her Shprinsa. Shprinsa will be the name of choice for Masach Yivamais. So Ruvain married his niece, he also married Shprinsa. So Ruvain died without children. Obviously, Shimon cannot marry now and do Yibam to one of Ruvain's wives, because one of Ruvain's wives is his own daughter. So Shimon cannot marry, let's say Shimon had a daughter, Dina. And Dina married Shimon's brother, Ruvain. So if Ruvain dies without children, certainly Shimon cannot marry his daughter, Dina. But not only could Shimon not marry his daughter, Dina, Dina now, and I'm already getting ahead of myself, Dina contaminates her tsara, tsara is a co-wife. The same way Dina is an erva to Shimon, the tsara of Dina, Dina's co-wife, is also considered prohibited to Shimon. Now once she's prohibited to Shimon, so she reverts back to being a shes achiv. Because really you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. You're only allowed to marry your, mother, your brother's wife where there's a mitzvah of yibam. But if there's no mitzvah of yibam, for instance, if let's say the woman is a tsara, or the woman is a co-wife, excuse me, the woman is an erva, or the woman is a co-wife of an erva, which in this case, Shprinza is the co-wife of, of Dina, who's the daughter of Shemayn. So not only can you not marry your daughter, you can't marry your daughter's co-wife. Now what happens if this co-wife, Shprinza, goes and marries the next brother? Does Yibam, let's say, to Levi. Levi's a third brother. Now this woman, Shprinza, is completely mutter to Levi. Because Levi, the first woman who Ruvain married, Dina, was also the niece of Levi. So Levi, let's say, married Shprinza, and Levi had another wife, Yenta. Yenta will also be a name of choice in Masech Yivamais. So now, yeah, um, and then Levi dies without children. So now, not only is Shimon, remember, remember, uh, good old Shprinza? Shprinza was also to Shimon because she was the tsara of Dina from the first Yibum. Now, Shimon is not only also to marry Shprinza, Shimon cannot marry Yenta because Yenta is the tsara of the tsara. In other words, the concept that an erva is usher to the yavam, not only is the erva yasser to the yavam, slowly, but the erva is, is prohibits her co-wife, and then if that co-wife marries another brother, and that brother has another wife, that co-wife will pro- prohibit the other co-wife. In other words, we're going to call it for now, and this is a terminology I believe Rabbi Hanan uses, and we may revisit this, the, uh, an erva is poison. And the erva will poison her co-wife, and that co-wife will further po- poison her co-wife. So the Mishnah says, Poitrois Tsarois Sam, they will exempt their co-wives, the Tsarois Tsarois Sam, and the co-wives of the co-wives, Minha Chalitza. In other words, when there's an erva, or a Tsaras erva, or a Tsaras Tsaras erva, not only is there no mitzvah of Yibam, but you don't even need to be freed through the procedure of chalitza. In other words, typically, when a brother dies without children, that wife, the wife of the deceased, is stuck, is, is connected to the living brother. That brother either needs to consummate it with Yibam, or release her through chalitza. But if the woman is an erva, or it's the co-wife of an erva, or even if the co-wife of an erva then goes ahead and marries another brother, 
and that brother has another wife, that that other co-wife will be usher to the um, to Shimon. And not only is she also, you don't even have to do chalitza. So she's freed from chalitza and from yibam ad soifa oilam ad infinum. In other words, forever and ever and ever. The tsaras tsara and the tsaras tsaras tsara forever and ever and ever. So that is the um, the Mishnah's opening statement. And now we begin by learning some of the arayas. Now, Toysus has an interesting question. Toysus, the second Toysus, in, in about five lines in, Toysus wants to know, once it says Tsaras Tsara, why does it have to say Ad Soif Ha'olam? Isn't it intuitive? Once the erva could asser a co-wife, and that co-wife could then go ahead and asser a co-wife from another brother, isn't it obvious it's Ad Olam? So Toysus says... That the whole makar that a tsara is asr comes from the pasuk we're going to see later of litzrar. Litzrar is mashma two because there are two rishes. So since litzrar is mashma two, I would have thought only a tsara and a tsara tsara, but not beyond that. Okay, so um, let us proceed in the first erva. The Elohim here are the. Um, Here's a list of the Arayas. Bitoi, a person's daughter. In other words, this is a very simple case. And, and uh, it, with your permission, I hope it's not beneath anybody's dignity or kavod. I, w- I do want to be able to use diagrams. If it's with your permission, I hope it's okay. I'm going to use the Art Scroll diagrams. I think uh, maybe many people have the Art Scroll Gemara, and I think that will be um, clear to everyone. Um, maybe we'll get the Oizvah. Actually, I did order the Oizvah Hadar Gemaras, and if we could get it to you, they may have diagrams in the back as well. But for now, we're going to use the Art Scroll diagram. The first case doesn't need a diagram. Be'ilohim Bitoi, a daughter. Daughter is very simple. You have two brothers, and brother, and Ruvain marries Shimon's daughter, which we said is a mitzvah. Then Ruvain dies without children, and Shimon's daughter falls to him in Yibam. So Shimon cannot be Meyabim his own daughter. Not only cannot be Meyabim his, do- his own daughter, he cannot be Meyabim that daughter's co-wife. Next case, Ubas Bitoi, uh, his daughter's daughter. In other words, Ruvain's granddaughter marries Ruvain's brother Shimon. And Shimon dies without children. And now Ruvain is faced with a situation where he is confronted with Yibam on his granddaughter. Ubas Benoy, or let's say Ruvain has a son, and that son has a daughter. And Ruvain dies without children, and now Shimon, um, excuse me, Ruvain has a granddaughter, and his brother Shimon married his granddaughter, and Shimon died without children. So Ruvain cannot do Yibum, not, not to his daughter, not to his daughter's daughter, and not to his son's daughter. Rashi explains, that this, the case of Bitai and Bas Bitai and Bas Benai are all talking about your daughter or your granddaughter from your, your daughter or your granddaughter from your son. These are all talking about children and descendants of women who you raped. But it's not talking about from your wife. Rashi says, how do I know this is talking about Bitai me Anusasai and not Bitai me Ishtai? 
Because that's a later case in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is going to bring a case of Bas Ishtai. That's case 4, 5, and 6. The daughter of your wife. The daughter of your son, of, of her son. The daughter of your wife's daughter. So since those cases are already mentioned, the case of your daughter means your daughter not from your wife. Because if it was your daughter from your wife, that is exactly the cases of 4, 5, and 6, which is your wife's daughter. It's not going to make it better if it's also your daughter. So therefore Rashi feels, and Toysavis quotes Rashi in the third Toysavis, that the case of Bitai, Bas Bitai, and Bas Benai are referring to your daughter out of, uh, out of wedlock. In other words, a, a, um, a daughter of a woman who you raped, but that's what it means literally. Or it could be of a woman who you are not married to. So that's case 1, 2, and 3. Case 4, 5, and 6 is also simple. Bas Ishtai. Your wife's daughter. In other words, Ruvain got married. And the woman she married had a daughter. And Shimon, his brother, married Ruvain's wife's daughter. Or Ruvain married a woman... And that woman had a granddaughter, and then his brother married that granddaughter. Or Ruvain married a woman, and that, um, she had a granddaughter either through her son or through her daughter. And then his brother either married his stepdaughter or his um, step-granddaughter, either from uh, his wife's son or his wife's daughter. So all of these cases are arayos to Ruvain. The same way Ruvain cannot marry his own daughter, he cannot marry his wife's daughter or granddaughter. So the first six cases are very easy. And so far, Yuvamas is a very easy Masachta. Chamoisai, his mother-in-law. Rabbi? Yes, who's that? Oh, Avi, how are you? Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem, are you taking questions? Um, not sure. Depends if I know the answer. Okay. So you said cases four, five, and six, uh, Yeah. So is that, but that's not his, his, uh... Correct. It's not his daughter. It's his wife's daughter, his wife's granddaughter, either through her son or her daughter. So case one, two, and three is his daughter, but not from his wife, either from the woman he, he raped or a woman that he had relations with but was not married to. So why can't we say that four, five, and six is a chiddush to say his, his his stepdaughter and the first one could be his daughter, his regular daughter? You might have a svarah to say that his stepdaughter is a problem. So case one, um, when we say his daughter, Rashi says that's talking about not from his wife because there are two distinct ervas: one wife's daughter and one your daughter. So if case one, two, and three is also from his wife, then. We don't. We're never giving the case of, some, of of a woman who's just his daughter. Then we've never we've never spoken about the arayos that are just from him and not through his wife. So so we want to isolate two scenarios. Case one, two, and three are just from him. Case four, five, and six are just from her. Is it whatever case that's both? Yeah, the case that's both is an erva for two reasons. In other words, of course, yeah, you could have such a case. It's just Rashi feels the Mishnah, we, since the Mishnah is trying to discuss an erva that's just from him, we're going to isolate a scenario where it's from him and not from his wife. But you're right, it would be, in other words, if it would be his daughter and from his wife, then this, this daughter is also to him twofold, alzbitoi and alzbasishtoi. Okay? 
Next case. Maybe it could be. We'll get to perhaps we'll get to in the Gemara. Okay. Number seven, Chamoisai, his mother-in-law. In other words, how would how would somebody's mother-in-law fall to them in Yibam? That means your brother married your mother-in-law. How is that? You have, let's say, um, a man's mother-in-law. In other words, how did your brother marry your mother-in-law? If, if she's your mother-in-law, that means she was married to your father-in-law, not your brother. So obviously, your father-in-law died, or she was divorced by your father-in-law, and then she married your brother, and your brother died without children. And now, can you imagine that Sarah, your mother-in-law, falls to you in Yibam? Can you imagine such a, a thing? What a case. So uh, your mother-in-law, that is Erva number 7. Your brother married your mother-in-law's mother. In other words, your grandmother-in-law married your brother, and now she falls to you in Yibam. Or your father-in-law's mother married your brother. What a shidduch. Can you imagine? Your, your parents get a phone call. You're already married. Your brother's on the market. Who? Your father-in-law's mother. I mean, this guy... This is a way to solve the Shidduch crisis, by the way. We could shadchin off people's father-in-law's mothers to their brother. That would be a, a very... I don't think this has been tapped into enough. Marrying off your brother to your father-in-law's mother. Next case. This is a little uh, complex. Case number 10. Your sister from your mother. Basically you have your sister for your, from your mother. So you have a brother from the father. Let's say Reuven and Shimon are brothers from the same father, but they have different mothers. And Shimon has a sister from the same mother, but different fathers. So, for example, let's see how they have it in this case. Here, you ready? We have in uh, the Holy Schadenstein uh, diagram over here. Do you see it? You have uh, Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain, there is a father and mother, they produce Ruvain. Then that father married another woman and produced Shimon. So Ruvain and Shimon had the same father but different mothers. Then the mother of Shimon, living with a different father, produced Sarah. So Sarah and Shimon had the same mother, Ruvain and Shimon had the same father. But Sarah and Ruvain are not related because Sarah and Ruvain have different fathers and different mothers. So basically, your sister from your mother married your brother from the father. And now the brother from the father dies without children and lo and behold, your sister from your mother falls to you in Yibam. So that's also a very interesting case. And the last case that we're going to discuss tonight is the Eishas Achiv Me'imai, your brother's Wife from your mother. What does this mean? You have a brother from the father. You have a brother from your mother. Okay, you have a guy, he has two brothers. He has a stepbrother from his same father and a stepbrother from the same mother. Now his stepbrother who, who um, has the same mother as him married a woman. So let's call it like this. Reuven and Shimon have the same father. Shimon and Levi have the same mother. Reuven and Levi are not related. They have different fathers and mothers. Levi married a woman. 
we're going to call her um, uh, Shoshachana. Okay, that's a new one. And Shoshachana is Shimon's sister-in-law because Levi is Shimon's brother from the mother. Now, when Levi dies without children, there is no mitzvah of Yibam from Shimon to Shoshachana because Shimon and Levi are not brothers from the same father. The mitzvah of Yibam is only if you have the same father, not if you have the same mother. By the way, that's learned out of the Pasuk it says, Ki Yeshu Achim Yachtav, brothers sit together. And by the Ache Yaakov, they're called Achim. And since they had the same father, from there we learn, in order to be Mekayim in the midst of Yibam, you have to have the same father. So, Levi married Shashachana, Levi died without children. Shashachana is an Amana. You know who Shashachana marries? A man who is not related to her at all, named Ruvain, who is, who is Shashachana's brother-in-law's brother, but not related to Shashachana. So Ruvain marries Shashachana. And then Ruvain drops dead. And now you know who's falling to Shimon and Yibam? Shashachana, his old sister-in-law. His Eishes Achiv Me'imai. And the halacha is Yibam only permits, permits Eishes Achiv Me'aviv, not Eishes Achiv Me'imai. So this is case number 13. This is much easier than I thought. I think you all agree. I could tell by the looks on your faces, I could tell by the names on your Zoom, how clearly you're understanding this. Especially the names of the people whose faces I don't see. Okay, so clear, clear as mud. And the, and the few people that I see, they're smiling, they're getting this, they're getting such hana. Okay, fine. So these are the first 13 cases. And case number 14 is on Ahmed Beis. I don't think we're allowed to read it tonight. But I do want to read the bottom Toysus. It's one of the most famous Toysus in, in Yevamos. Toysus has a Gavaldiga Kasha. It's like an outside Kasha. So you don't have to be holding exactly in the nuance of the various scenarios. But Michal wants me to do the bottom Toysus. Right, Michal? Right, Michal? Of course. Yeah, of course. See, I know my customers. The bottom Toysus has a Kasha like this. The Badam Toysus has a kasha. We listed 15 ervas. Why? I have another erva. What about a nida? What if somebody died without children and his wife falls to the living brother and she's a nida? A nida is one of the arayos. A nida is one of the arayos. By the way, did anybody know? Um, did anybody know that if somebody violates, let's say, harchakos nida, somebody does chibuk or nishuk to a nida, that's yehorek ve'al yavr, it's one of the arayos. So, why doesn't, why doesn't the Mishnah say, a nida that falls to a yavam, there's no mitzvah of yibam? Why, fraktosis ein lahakshos, the nida te'asar liyavam, afal pisha metara, she should be also, I, what do you mean? Tomorrow night she could go to the mikvah. But Tzaytzah says the fact that she'll become mutter eventually still should ask her to do Yibam. For example, what if your wife's sister falls to you in Yibam? In other words, Ruvain and Shimon were married to Rachel and Leah. And Shimon dies without children. And Leah falls to Ruvain. So Ruvain can't marry Leah because Leah is his wife's sister. And then, the next day, Rachel dies. So now, are you allowed to marry your wife's sister after your wife dies? Yes. 
Because by Achos Isha it says, Bechayeha, which we darsh in La'achar Misa, so you can marry your wife's sister. So, this, so do you have a mitzvah of Yibam to your, your deceased wife's sister? No. There's no mitzvah because the moment that your brother died, you couldn't do Yibam. You couldn't do Yibam because at that moment it was Achos Isha. So the fact that your wife died will not permit you to do Yibam. Likewise, says Toysus, if a nida falls to someone in Yibam, the fact that maybe tomorrow she could go to the mikvah, but today she's Asr. And yet we never heard of such a thing that a nida is pater from Yibam. So Toysu says, no, don't compare Nida to Achaisisha. Deloy dummy. The Achaisisha, Shara Arayas, Achaisisha and other Arayas, the Isser is only on the Yavam, but it's not to any other man in the world. And therefore, if it was Usr at the time of Yibam, it remains Usr, but the Isser Nida is to every single man in the world. And therefore, somehow it should make a difference if the Isser is to everyone in the world, then that will not stop Yibam. And even when she's a Nida, if you live with her when she's a nida, and you're mekayim yibum when she's a nida, you're kind to her. Now I want you to go to the fourth line in Taisus. This is literally one of the most famous lines in Taisus in the Sechta Yivamais. Taisus says, isha, your wife's sister. Even if your wife dies after achrechen, she will not be bound to Yibam. Why? Kivan Achas. Because since at the moment of Yibam she was Pater, because at that moment she was Achis Isha, she will remain Pater forever. The ways of the Torah are pleasant. It will not be pleasant. It's not pleasant. It's not proper. That in the beginning of a Yibam process, the woman should be Asr, and then five minutes later she becomes Mutter. That's not a Pleasant Torah. That violates the concept that the Torah has to be pleasant. Pleasant means reasonable and rational. It's not a reasonable law that one moment she's usher to you and the next moment she's mutter to you. It's a violation of the Rachel Darchinoyam. And then Torah says, even in a scenario where she could have married a different brother in the meantime. Skip two lines in Torah but Aval Nida, I need also. It's not Darchei Noyam that at the first moment of the Yibam, she's going to have an Isser Nida, and later on the Isser Nida will come off. Darchei Noyam, it is pleasant. Why? Because she would have had to wait for her dead husband anyway. If she was married to the first guy, she also couldn't live with him because she was an Anida. So that's not a violation of how could she be Asr and then become Mutter? Because she would have been Asr to her original husband. But Achaisisha, it's not Darchei Noyam that in the beginning of the, the Yibam process she's Asr and then she becomes Mutter. Okay friends, we're going to hold it over here. And as a Hashem, tomorrow night, 9.15, um, Daf Beis on the base. Thank you so much for joining. We're off to a good start. We're almost finished. We're, very, we're much closer to finishing than we were before tonight. Okay? Shkayach, everyone. Agat Wait, wait, Any questions? Sure, why not? So, when you said that it's not... You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.